0: It's Titans Talk. Last week we had a really great episode. We talked about John Robinson and his draft pick. Biggest moves and best moves since he's been with the Titans. Talked a lot about a lot of really great things that he's done. We're kind of just going to talk about our, our... history with the team and some of the what ifs and possibilities of what we could have done differently or maybe what we've done right over the last couple years before we jump into that fellas
1: how we doing i'm having a great week guys excited that it's friday still trying to stay safe and loving this warm weather
2: oh yeah it is warm all right (laughs) things are going pretty well the rain's pulled off like you guys say it's getting warmer but it's not getting into that 90-degree range where it becomes insufferable. It's nice early in the morning if you want to get out.
1: Now, Landon, so, uh, is the is the NBA going to bring you down to Orlando to be the, the only fan? Is it going to be <laughs> like Summer League where it'll be like everyone
2: and then dark except for, except for Landon watching each game? I know you're excited for the return of the NBA. I'd be a bad choice because I'm too thoughtful and pay too much attention to really cheer and get excited, so I'd just be sitting in the sands watching intently. Although maybe I could criticize players whenever they take a selfish jump shot or miss a rebound. I don't know what this NBA stuff you're talking about is. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just not
0: sure. Is it a sport? It, or does it stand for nobody's around or what, uh, what is it?
2: Landon,
1: you, you'll make a great anything you want to be, but I don't know how good of a heckler you'd be. And big fella, I know you uh, joke about not loving the NBA, but I know you've really enjoyed watching the Michael Jordan ESPN oh, documentary yeah. of the last weeks because everyone our age was a <laughs> basketball fan. then even folks like you that just, just turn away anything but the pigskin
0: there's no doubt about it. Back when we were kids, the 90s were ruled by Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And I was, you know, on that bandwagon. I, I had a huge Chicago Bulls starter jacket. I got to actually go see the Bulls and Knicks play in Madison Square Garden where Michael Jordan came back after he unretired. And it was really cool, actually, in the episode we just recently watched. We're not all the way through the, the series yet. They actually showed that game. And I was able to point to my wife and be like, I was at that game as a kid because, you know, he only went to Madison Square Madison Square Garden and played in the 45 jersey once and that was the game and I was like whatever fuzzy memory I have of it as a kid I was able to kind of relive it a little bit and if nothing just point to that game and be like I was there so that was really cool I feel I feel like a really old guy when that happened happened I was like eh, my war stories blah, blah 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 so that was a really neat thing but yeah the last dance documentary you know we've talked about it a little bit it's a little Jordan biased because, you know, he had a lot of creative control, but it's just, it, it paints that, that time period in my life where, in our, all of our lives, where Michael Jordan was the closest thing to a superhero that there was in the world, and it just, I'm loving watching it and, you know, reliving some of that, that history, so it's, it's fantastic. Enough with the NBA, <laughs> we're ready for NFL, specifically our boys in blue. What we're going to do, kind of like last week, we're going to talk about our what-ifs, So what if we did this? What if we didn't do this? another top 15 Um, we'll start with Landon and then I can go or Nathan and then we'll kind of go around in a circle and kind of we'll break it down for you guys and you know what we think these scenarios could have been what our team could have looked like what might have happened in a specific season and we're only going to go back to about 2015 season and on so really our bread and butter is going to be 2015 through 2019.
1: Let's call it Marcus Mariota on because I think (laughs) that was such a fundamental kind of thing with yeah um, having the second pick and all
0: yeah without a doubt out you know marcus Mariota and on whether he's on the team now or not i think he really changed a lot of our franchise and the outlook so i think that's a really good time period to kind of capture you know that that four years 2015 to 2019 or five years 2015 and 2019 seasons landon
2: you're gonna go first what do you think is one of the biggest what ifs that we have out there well since we're already talking about him what if marcus Mariota didn't break his leg in year two against the Jacks at the end of the season. He was one of the hottest young quarterbacks in the league. It was a free break where the guy just fell on him. He was never the same. His confidence was shot. He was never the same player, and he was never the franchise quarterback that he looked like he was going to be in his sophomore year. Yeah, I think that's a a big one.
1: I think that's such a big one because I think a lot of his issues have been injury-related, Big Fell.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, And I think, you know, we can all point to that, that season. He kind of, whether it was a mental injury or a physical injury, he lost his edge and he lost his way of what he was of what made him a successful quarterback you know he wasn't the same athletically because of that the playbook was a little bit more limited he wasn't able to to feel comfortable breaking out of the pocket as much we saw him break off an 87 yard run for a touchdown as a rookie and that didn't happen
2: going forward and that was his best year he had 26 touchdowns nine interceptions his top three receivers were delaney walker Richard Matthews, who was a nobody from the Dolphins, and a rookie Tajay Sharp, who went in the fifth round. He had his best year with those guys. You just have to think what he could have been In the past couple of seasons where we really beefed up the weapons around him oh yeah
0: there's no doubt you don't have to talk to me about how you know the marcus Mariota bandwagon train and he had dorial green beckham we had a lot of hopes for that and i think we'll talk about him a little bit later but yeah he did not really have a great supporting cast outside of delaney walker so it is kind of interesting to imagine what would have been if you know he'd kept on that same trajectory without the injury and you know maybe he was our franchise he would have been our franchise guy we wouldn't we wouldn't have had to be talking about it now or kind of go through what we've done big
1: fella what's the biggest what if for you
0: man mine's a loaded what if what if we hadn't traded out of the first overall pick
1: oh that's mine you jerk ah sorry just... I, I, I know our scenarios will be different because it's we're so juicy. different so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too but I'm sure my <laughs> scenario is gonna be uh, different go ahead sorry
0: yeah it, it's just it, it's too juicy to pass up we made that blockbuster trade with the Rams where we traded our first, fourth, and sixth round pick for their first, second, two second round picks and a third round pick. So we had a bevy of players that we we took in the second round, which I think is really what we're gonna end up talking about here. But if you look at just who we could have taken in that number one spot, we weren't going to take Goff. We weren't going to take Wentz. I think it was really going to be between Joey Bosa or Jalen Ramsey, and honestly, maybe even Ronnie Stanley. If we were going, to, if we took Conklin at eight, it would have been a little bit of a reach, I think, for Stanley. But it's hard to argue with the player he's been for Baltimore. Personally, I think we would have gone Jalen Ramsey because of the talent of that kid. You know, he's a hometown kid here. We would
1: have picked Bosa. Bosa was the consummate best non-quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> no, I go. mean that, that's a thing. Like, yeah. and Landon, uh, break the tie here, and. I- Uh, Ronnie Stanley, I thought was good and has been good for me. It was like, okay, whoever's going to pick a quarterback is going to pick quarterback. Other than that, Bosa is going to be the first player off the board.
2: Yeah, I I have to agree with Nathan. I would have said Bosa just because pass rush is more important. And the thing with Ramsey was he was a hybrid defensive back. He had played a lot of safety, some cornerback. His ball skills weren't great. He didn't have a lot of ball production. And just with Joey Bosa, you knew if he stayed healthy, you're getting a Pro Bowl caliber pass rusher. And he's been better than that in the NFL. And our defense that year wasn't that good. It's a big reason why we were picking first. You pair Bosa and Casey on the defensive line, that's a lot better than it was over the past couple years.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and listen, you know, really this this pick, it's, you know, tomato, tomato. I would have been happy with either. I'm i not going to I'm not going to right, say I would right. have been disappointed with Joey Bosa at one because that's not the case. The guy is a monster and I would have been happy to see him line up between Tone Blue. And, you know, if we missed on Jalen Ramsey, that's fine. You know, we would have had Bosa. The impact of those two guys that we could have had with the first overall pick and you know i I have no doubt that if we had taken one of those two guys they would be on our team right now that we would have exercised that fifth year option obviously potentially even locked them up to a long-term deal before you know, a little bit before we had to in an effort to try to manage the cap a little bit better. Can't argue too much with you, Nathan, because Bosa is a phenomenal athlete, but me personally, I probably would have gone Ramsey just because, you know, I feel like I tend to, to lean towards those important positions. But we saw this past season, a pass rusher Might have got us into the Super Bowl It's a very very interesting argument
1: Well I'll be as bold to say that I wish we would have kept the pick And taken the best player on the board Uh, Joey Bosa is is an all pro type Player I think Nick is going to be better But he is a difference maker Would you rather have Joey Bosa or Jack Conklin, Corey Davis, Austin Johnson, and Derrick Henry, because that's what wound up happening.
2: Yeah, that's how it was. Well, I think you also have to add Johnnie Smith because he was the future third rounder they also traded. So that that starts to get tough because,
1: Mm. you know, Derrick Henry and all that. But we might have picked Derrick Henry 33rd because there was not a good lineman left. There was not a good tackle left. Uh, And I think that's why John Robinson was so freaked out and traded up uh, for Conklin. Because, like, Jermaine Ifedi went in the, in the first round. There was nobody in the second or third round that was a good tackle picked. And if we'd have picked Joey Bosa, we would not have needed to pick Kevin Dodd. So we could have theoretically still end up with Derrick Henry. But even if you give that, you know, I mean, that's the way I look at it. I, I think, to your point earlier, big games are won by, you know, dominant pass rushers, you know, beyond quarterbacks. So... Uh, sometimes I think I wish we would have, you know, stayed put. Sometimes I think we'd have been better off with, sometimes I think we'd have been better off just hanging around and taking Taylor Decker at 15 instead of trading up. We spent three picks to get Jack Conklin, and I know he was good down the stretch, so I kind of hate to say that. So there's so many what ifs.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, Landon, it's interesting that you mentioned Johnnie Smith. And like Nathan, like you said, it gets harder to kind of make that worth it when you start to put in players like Derrick Henry and Johnnie Smith. And, uh, okay, I'm a little nervous. But like you said, I think that if we had stayed at 1 or even 15 for that matter, we would have taken Derrick Henry
2: earlier. What if Jack Conklin didn't tear his ACL in the 2017 divisional game against the New England Patriots? His rookie year, he was first-team All-Pro. He was probably undeserving. Second year, he was just as great. He was probably the fifth best right tackle in the league and a big reason why our offense was so good. We hung around with the Patriots for over a quarter until he got hurt. When he got hurt, the offense scored zero points the rest of the way, and we got manhandled. He was never the same, and and it's a big reason why we let him walk. If he never tears his ACL, what kind of player... Is he, And what kind of tackle duo do we have with Lawan and Conklin? Well, I think
1: for one thing, he'd be on a fifth-year option. We would have picked up his fifth-year option because that, like you said, that injury really derailed him for 18 months.
0: Yeah, I have it written down on my notes here. What if Conklin hadn't gotten injured? <laughs> simple answer is he's still here. He would have been here on a fifth-year option, or we would have found a way to lock him up long-term. And we would have had, you know, because I always – Look at the Titans as always having those bookend tackles on both ends, from you know the David Stewart days to uh, Michael Ruse. We've always had those two guys. Having Conklin and Luan as both of our tackles just seemed like a Titan move. And I guarantee that if he did not get hurt the way he did, you know he would still be here, and he might even have made a couple more All-Pro seasons, and maybe on his way to an incredible career. Not to say he's not going to have an incredible career, but he could have had an incredible career all as a Titan.
1: I, I still think he is limited athletically, like to have a really high season ceiling as a, as a pass blocker. But uh, you make a really good point that that game could have been different. And I think obviously it would have been nice to have him healthy and have his head right the beginning of this last season and then in 2018. But that's a big, very important, and I think it was a damaging <coughs> what if for us.
0: Oh yeah, and I'll tell you one thing, you know, being a player before, granted Conklin's injury didn't hurt anybody else, when you see somebody, you know, with a season-ending injury on your team, on the field, it's it's a, a mindset thing, it's just a weird thing to get over, I've seen plenty of my teammates injured in the past, and it's just a weird thing, and you know, that piece of the puzzle, once you have this fresh new face come into the huddle to replace that person, it's just a weird dynamic i think his injury also threw us off for the rest of that game so it's definitely something that can't be understated uh, on the impact of one injury on a whole team not even to mention just at his position but the whole team just the psyche is different the mindset's different it's just a weird thing to overcome as a team big fella what's your next one? Ooh, my next one man we had a whole bunch of them <laughs> one that i know we're gonna be sick about is the 2017 nfl draft we were all there in person it is the third round and we're a pick we're picking at number 72 and we draft taewon taylor what if we had taken chris godwin at 72 instead of taewon taylor um Mm. godwin was taken at 84 ouch ouch ouch
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it just hurts i mean you know looking at some of the players at that position or not even at that position that we could have taken at the the 72 spot in the 2017 draft right i mean it's just unreal and but it godwin, hurts like
1: when godwin came and we saw him play tampa bay and we just have to watch him on the field it's like oh, oh man for yeah. taylor
0: and ah. taylor's not even here like it hurts yeah T1 taylor was super fast and man he's not the athlete that godwin was or you know even if you look Further down the list, after you know, in in the ballpark, you know, there's Shaquille Griffin, there's Kareem Hunt, Kenny Galladay. There are a couple of guys that I really would have loved to have instead of so Tawan Taylor that would have still been on this team, but yeah, that that one kind of stings a little bit. Yeah, and I think to make it worse, that year of the draft when we were there, they gave everybody who was in attendance those little backpacks with, and there were packs of trading cards. I think two of the cards in my deck, one was a veteran, it was Mike Evans, the other was Chris Godwin's rookie card or you know his oh, player man. card from college, and I'm just like, Ugh. insulting throw that bag away (laughs) so
1: I remember that pick well at 72 like you said we were there I wanted Tim Williams the linebacker from Alabama that I thought brought that whole championship level defense together
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Landon as I remember wanted Chris Godwin is that right Landon yeah you're right he was my fifth overall (laughs) receiver behind Ah. the four guys who win the first round and early second I initially forgot he was still on the board because I just assumed (laughs) get <laughs> gone. It had been 40 picks already. You're just starting to lose track. You just think a guy that good is going to have gone. I felt good about Taylor because you start to read up on him. You see what he brings. And then obviously you see Godwin go and everything just falls apart because you're thinking Godwin is just so much better. And we pass on him. It just doesn't make any sense. Then I've been vindicated. Godwin wouldn't have the stats he did in Tampa Bay. But if we have but Godwin, and he's Corey good. Davis, or he's even obviously Godwin so good. AJ Brown. We've got one of the best receiver duos in the football. <laughs> that one hurts. If, no I
1: think our it. next episode should be, what if a 14 year old Landon had been our general manager in <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Because he nailed that one too. And who he wanted in the fourth round was Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, both of them are pro bowlers, but whatever. Yeah, I remember in 72, we all wanted different players. We got Taylor. He, I get it with the, um, With the speed and the potential, but man, some of these guys were just really known quantities.
0: Yeah, no, it it hurts. And, you know, that's every once in a while, you know, every year in the draft, we do our homework and we are ready with these picks. It just really stinks when they don't pick the guys that we want and we go on. And it turns out we were right, just like this. I remember Dan Feeney coming out of Indiana. I remember I liked him a bit, but he went one pick before Taewon Taylor, so that wasn't an option. But yeah, I mean, I I kind (laughs) of. My pick of that draft was Desmond King. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever noted it on the show before. <laughs> I have. <laughs> right. uh, I wanted Desmond King, and he turned into an all-pro. Yeah, and he got picked late. So that was my guy that I, I was zoned in on. And every every round of the draft, I'm like, he's still
1: on the board. He's still on the board. And then when we pick. <laughs> so like Big Fella said, I want to go back to 2016 yeah. in the second round. Yep. It's really exciting. We had three picks. We obviously scouted these guys as best as we could. It seemed like there was tons of talent. And it's interesting years later to look back and be like, hey, we were right. Because sometimes you, I don't know if y'all have had the experience, you scout some of these guys and you're like, man, this guy's going to be a pro bowler or this guy. There are seven people and it's only been, what, four seasons. Uh, There are seven people from the second round 2016 NFL draft that have (laughs) been on a pro Bowl. And there are other good players that didn't uh, make a trouble that are still really good players. So we had three picks. I felt like then that was going to kind of make a break, you know, the future, the near future of our team and uh, in ways it has. We only hit on one of them. And so the what if is, uh, assuming that we had made the trade that we did, what if we could go back and do that over? I'll just tell you, we picked Kevin Dodd with the second pick in the first round. Kevin Dodd was not a good player. These are the guys that went in the second round. We had a chance to get three of them. We got one of them that is maybe our best player jalen smith went the pick after kevin dot chris jones who was indispensable in the super bowl for the chiefs as a defensive tackle zavian howard who is awesome of course derrick henry
0: don't yeah. do it don't do it don't say his name michael thomas oh god
1: Man, Cody Whitehair. Imagine Cody Whitehair in our interior offensive line. We Mm. had three shots to get Cody Whitehair. And I remember scouting him. The guy was awesome. Hey, who uh, went
0: number 59, just uh, out of curiosity?
1: I would consider him the greatest uh, (laughs) kicker of all time. Uh, Yeah, today. Roberto Aguayo. But... (laughs) Guys, James Bradbury, a really good player, I think. He went in the second round. He's not a pro bowler. Von Bell, who's kind of had his moments, right? Yeah,
0: well, We've got Tyler uh, good Boyd. Good and
1: bad. Tyler Boyd, Jaron Reed, really good defensive tackle. So we've got about 10 players, Landon, who who we had a crack at. We went one for three.
2: Yeah, it's really disappointing, especially when you consider how bad our receivers were. Rashard Matthews wasn't anything. We're going to trade DGB, who hadn't proven anything. We had Harry Douglas. We had nothing at receiver, and we had three picks before Michael Thomas, and we didn't take a receiver despite it being probably our biggest need. And even if not Michael Thomas, we could have taken Sterling Shepard earlier. He was a decent player. But just to have such a massive need and to not take a guy at that need when you have so many picks, and that guy is on pace to be one of the best receivers ever, it's really awful to look back in hindsight.
0: Let's just swap in our th- our second round picks. How does this sound? At 33, we take Jalen Smith. 43, we take Derrick Henry. 45, we take Michael Thomas. What does that What does that sound like to you? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm glad you said that because I want to give you, the, to complete the what if, and Landon, I want you to complete it. If I had those picks to do over again, um, I would go Chris Jones, 33. Although, I don't know. Xavier Howard is really good. So i go Xavier Howard at 33 since we had so many issues at corner. 43, I go Derek Henry. And at 45, I go Michael.
2: Yeah, that's the three players I would have taken. Cornerback was a massive need. Receiver was a massive need. And Derek Henry turned out to be amazing. So you have to do that over again.
1: Oh, there's no question. That leaves Cody Whitehair, Deion Jones on the table. Yeah. But before we cry too much, <laughs> we had the first pick of the third round. and We picked Kevin Byer. We went one for three on that round. Overall, we've really well but just to in a vacuum look at that second round just to know that boy that's just a star-studded round
0: I (laughs) I can't I can't think about it too long because like you said it's just like man hindsight's 2020 and uh, I wish we had our glasses on because there are a lot of good players we could have had I never liked the Kevin Dodd pick even when it happened he just hadn't played enough football
1: I think John Robinson came in he had never been a general manager I think he really stuck to his guns, his philosophy. Hey, if I ever run a team, I'll build it from the inside out. And I think he wanted to commit to the defensive line after going offensive tackle in the first round. You know, he tried defensive end and defensive tackle. That's a man after my own heart. It, it just didn't work out. You, you see the plan and then he picks Henry and he's been true to that. It just didn't happen in, in that round per se.
0: So then Landon, we'll kick it back to you. What's your next? What if
2: next one? I'm keeping with the injury theme. What if the hurricane game at the start of the 2018 season, never happened. It was Forever. on and off. Players' rhythm was thrown out of whack. Their bodies got cold, so they're more likely to be injured. Mariota suffered nerve damage in his throwing arm, yeah. which really sealed the deal for his career. Yeah. Oh Taylor yeah. Lewan got blown up on a blindside block, which knocked him out a couple games. And Delaney Walker would break his ankle for a meaningless catch in the final minute, which derailed his career. We lost three vital pieces to our offense. Two of them permanently scarred from that game all because it lasted over seven hours. Yeah, uh, that,
0: that game was on my birthday. You guys were here. We were watching the game. And I remember us just calling it because it had gone on for a couple hours. We were waiting for it to get back. It didn't, and what a terrible
1: birthday. <laughs> and I, I think, to Landon's point, after that season, and that was the first game after that season, Mariota was like, yeah, I, I'm sort of getting all the feeling back now. And I was like, oh, man. That, that ruined him. It absolutely did. And if you see just the lack of zip that he had on the ball... I mean, even up until last season, it's just like, I really wonder if that didn't do some kind of permanent nerve damage to him to limit his ability to, you know, zip a a football, not live life. But, uh, man, just that that is the sickening what if. That's a great one, Landon, because, boy, that just ripped your heart out.
0: Yeah, it does. And remember, I think we were, Nathan, was it when we were in Cleveland where we met somebody who had gone to that game? Was it Tennessee Walt? Were they at at that game?
1: I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, they were talking about that game and being there and, you know, how they had to leave the stadium and then come back. And then when they came back, they're like, oh, well, yeah, you know, we have to fill up the stadium for TV. So come down to the front. And they talked about just the exhaustion oh, that yeah. they could see on the team. And that was, you know, with them. Cause it lasts like seven hours.
1: Paid. How strange yeah. would that have been? Yeah. They shouldn't right. have really made them come out and play because, you know, it was a disastrous.
0: Right. And, you know, honestly, I'm glad you mentioned that because had they not made them finish the game, yeah, we would still have, would have had a loss. But we would have had our three big pieces, like Landon said, we they wouldn't have been injured. And it would have just been, you know, a, an opening season loss, and we would have moved on, still gone to the playoffs, and, you know, we would have figured it out. But yeah, that's a tough one to swallow. Oy. So, all right, well, keeping with this theme, I'm going to go with this. You're going to laugh because it's one that I've been kind of defensive about, but what if we didn't trade for Ryan Tannehill before the 2019 season? You both know, and all of our listeners know how much I loved Mariota and there was no way I was going to get off the Mariota train. And then Ryan Tannehill happened and he made this, Miraculous march into the playoffs and started playing football at a level that we hadn't seen in Tennessee in a long time. I really don't know what would happen if we didn't have Ryan Tannehill. We would have had a range of backups that maybe looked like Matt Castle or... I think
1: like, I know what would happen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We wouldn't have been talking a- AFC Championship game. We wouldn't be doing that for yeah. sure.
1: Landon, I think well, you know, we were 2-4 and four before we saw uh, Tannehill. I think we would have finished um, way out of the playoffs but not bad enough to get a shot at uh, one of the two top quarterbacks uh, in this draft, which beyond those top two, I I wouldn't have been super excited about Herbert or Jordan Love. So we would have been in in just in nowheresville. I mean, absolutely nowheresville because – you can't expect that we would have found another guy off the street that was like a just such great luck and and really good planning uh, to get Tannehill. I don't think Mariota was going to turn it around. I really don't. I don't think he's solely healthy. I think we would have been six and ten. And we'd have been picking 10th, and we would have have no direction at quarterback.
2: Yeah, yeah. we'd be rudderless. We we'd either have to reach on Jordan Love or start rebuilding the infrastructure. Although, we'd have to either reach on Jordan Love or rebuild infrastructure and just hope one of these free agent quarterbacks can hold us over. Like Cam Newton was on the board, maybe Andy Dalton comes over. But those guys, they're not on teams for, they were they're not starters for a reason. They got cut for a reason. Ryan Tannehill can lead this team to success. He's proven that. Those guys, teams don't think they can. That's why they don't have a job.
0: you know what's really interesting about this as i was looking through everything but to tie it back into the 2018 hurricane game in that game ryan Tannehill had an incredible game he went 20 for 28 for 230 yards two touchdowns two picks do you think that game was john robinson saying all right you know what after the season we're gonna find a way to get this guy
1: i've never thought of that but he was gutsy and i'm i know that that would impress John Robinson. Yeah, and boy, he was really on nobody's radar because we got him for basically nothing. Yep. So um,
0: he was gutsy. He was efficient. Twenty yep. for twenty-eight. I mean, he probably looked at Tannehill and said, "All right, this is a guy that we can, you know, install a pretty, you know, wide-open offense, and he can take the he can take the reins, if needed to." Uh, and you know maybe that was just a glimpse of the future for for john robinson and maybe that started the the wheels turning in his brain about trying to get this guy on our team because he played very similar to what he's doing now he had you know a couple a couple deep balls that he would have thrown to aj brown i guess some of the balls were deeper to to kenny stills in that game kenny stills had you know over 100 yards and two touchdowns i kind of envisioned him you know on some of those aj brown routes or even the Khalif raymond route so he kind of saw what he wanted and that's what won them the game um, you know, aside from the injuries and the, the delays and all that kind of stuff, but Tenhill played a really, really good game. John Robinson notices it, you know, in the past and finds a way to get these guys on our team. So, whether it's guys we passed on in the draft or it's guys like Tannehill, they find a way onto the Titans roster. So, I think it's really interesting. And then, John, Ro- John Robinson is not afraid to move on from mistakes and make decisions that's in the best interest of the organization, regardless of what it looks like on his part. With that, Nathan, going to kick it to you. What is your next what if?
1: Oh, I got a good one, boys. Uh oh. <laughs> what if? And you know, they all make calls. You know, uh, we know in 2017, Andy Reid waited until 10 to trade up for Patrick Mahomes. We thought somebody was going to trade up for Deshaun Watson, but they were obviously had a market. We had talked about trading back. I saw Marcus Mariota in the elevator downtown <laughs> where I was living then. And I was like, hey, man, wh- wh- who do you want us to pick? And he was like, I think we should trade back. I mean, everyone thought we should trade back. Obviously, we didn't get a good deal. What if we had taken the deal the Chiefs gave? the bills at number 10 we had just taken that obviously we could have maybe gotten more but maybe they wanted to wait until then let's just say and I know when that happened we're like wow we gave a lot to go from five to 27 but let's just say that's all we got and and nothing more we wouldn't have got Corey Davis they would have traded up they would have picked Mahomes five we would have went down to 27 okay what if we the question is with 2791 and Kansas City's first round pick, who could we have picked? Well, obviously the Bills picked Tredavious White, a really good corner, at 27, and that's who, and obviously T.J. White went three picks later. Either one of those guys would have been incredible. But I know, John, you're a big fan of Tredavious White. Let's say, I guess the what if is, what if we had traded out of that pick, and instead of Corey Davis, we'd have gotten Tredavious White at 27, and at 91, we could have picked Kenny Galladay instead of Davis. He went 96th, and then the next year, you guys still with me? With Kansas City's pick uh, in the first round, that of course went to Buffalo, they picked.
2: They traded up for Tremaine Edmonds with that pick.
1: Okay, so. Did they? Yeah. Let I me mean,
2: They had 22, then they picked them at 16 after they. Oh, ended so up.
1: they would have gotten 22. Yeah. Which is what we. So we would have had picks 20. We would have had 25 anyways, and then 20, presumably. We had 25, and then we would have had 22 anyways. We could have picked Evans at 22, and then at 25. We could have... Heck, we could have picked Lamar Jackson. We could (laughs) have picked... Really, at 22, we would have... Darius Leonard. We could have... Ooh, I mean I'm just saying, Isaiah Wynn, yeah. who hasn't been able to stay healthy, but he's really good. Uh Hayden Hurst, Terrell Edmonds is safety. people that he's reached, he's really good. With uh J Robs, you know, with what he's done, I and he's just getting better, I think, as a draft. We'd have picked somebody good. Will Hernandez, Darius Leonard, any of those guys. So I just wonder about that. Debate so much we the three of us, like who who should we have picked at five uh, over the years. And really nobody we should have been bold, traded down, and gotten three. I think we could have easily gotten three really good, solid players from from that. That's my big what if. If y'all don't mind, indulge me. What what three players would y'all I, ideally have picked at twenty seven ninety one, and then at twenty five the next year?
0: If we were at twenty seven, I, I love mean twenty two the next year, I'd still love Tre'Davious White. Yeah, me too. He would have been really good for us. Yeah, he would have been great in the way that he plays. I'm not a huge. Well, I mean. Let me, let me phrase this. I'm not a huge fan of TJ T- T- Watt just because of the years that JJ J- Watt has terrorized us. But it's also kind of He's hard so to good, argue though. with He's him so being good. on this team. And then, you know, I like Dalvin Cook. You know, he went later in the second round. But a guy I really wanted, when, when we drafted... I wanted us to find a way to get Juju Smith Schuster on our roster. I wanted to take a Dory and Juju Smith Schuster, however it worked out. Um, maybe that meant trading up earlier in the second. I don't know, but I just wanted those two as a combo. And, you know, I mean, you've seen chatter that, you know, there's a potential for us to to be a suitor for smith schuster next year in free agency but you know i mean we could have had him in that draft and that's a guy that i really really liked i liked both of them together as a package deal but yeah i mean there are a ton of incredible scenarios of guys we could have taken
2: instead i think mine list would be tj watt because we needed the pass rush i still think right. we've taken a dory jackson at 18 right so we would have a yeah Boy, T.J. Watt would have been awesome. If no Corey Davis, we definitely need a receiver, even if we still take Taewon Taylor. So I agree that we take Kenny Galladay. Yeah, awesome. I love Kenny Galladay. Y'all know that. Then in 2018, assuming we still take Evans, then with our second pick.
1: Well, we're still at 22. Let's say, yeah, okay. Yeah, either way you want to do it, yeah. And then we would have been at
0: 25, right?
2: Yeah. We take Evans at twenty-two. Then at twenty-five, I think. Shoot, it might have been Jackson. Yeah, I th-
1: we could I think, have took an absolute
2: flyer on Jackson. I think J Rob would have taken that flyer because Mariota, even too. though he wanted us a playoff game, he had more interceptions than touchdowns and looks. He it would have been a free pick. Right.
1: It would have been an absolute free pick.
2: Well, here's the thing too. You know, in J-Rob's head, he set
0: Mariota up. He had he gave him Corey Davis. You know, he gave him Corey Davis. He had Delaney Walker. We still had Rashard Matthews coming back after some pretty good seasons. So he had set him up, and uh, if he thought he set him up, he was going to give him that chance. If that didn't happen, man, it... <laughs>
1: What was our biggest need behind the linebacker that year? Who, who do we pick in the next round?
2: It would probably be Edge because we traded up for Landry. We might have just yeah. taken Landry. Well, this there.
1: was the draft where we had like four picks, too. That would have been great to have yeah. more picks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We might have just taken Landry. Yeah, we first, might have at 25. Anyway, even though that would have been fine, T.J. too. We could
1: have yeah. taken uh, DJ Chark, the other pick, or Anthony Miller, or Christian Kirk, or any of these awesome – Dallas Godert, which would have been awesome for us. Uh, we could have taken him at 41, like you said, if we'd had um, – That pick we we probably would have taken Landry, Cortland Sutland, Nick Chubb. Yikes!
0: Yeah, you just look at it. It gets, it gets. You know, not to say that we made terrible decisions,
1: but no, we didn't. Right? But what if? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because what Buffalo if- did it. Buffalo had the nerve to do it. But they, they sure did. It's it keeps you up at night. You have to remind yourself, we do have a really good roster. Right, yeah. we do. In 2015, I went to games and I thought, we have three players that yeah. other teams would want. <laughs> Taylor Lewan, Delaney Walker, and Drill Casey. And now we have, tw- I don't know, 25. I mean, we have a bunch. Right. So, that you have to remind yourself, they have built this thing well, but you can still go through here and be like, Ugh. We only flopped on a couple picks, but I know they do this too. They look back and think, because a lot of this stuff might have been pretty close to motion. I think J-Rob, he was early in his senior. He may not have had the nerve to take less value, but now he would. He would have made that trade probably if they had called him, because I think they really like Corey Davis. And Corey Davis was worth the risk because he has every intangible. But... They didn't get to see him run because yeah. of that injury, and that did come back to hurt them. It, well, it really did. So looking back, you just wonder.
0: Well, and you can argue that Corey Davis being at five, yeah, he was worth the pick and the risk, and you can argue that he's not as much of a bust as people think because he is an incredible blocker for a wide receiver, and there are a lot of touchdowns that don't happen if he doesn't make those blocks. Um, yeah,
1: bust is strong. But, yeah. it, but
0: I, I you know, yeah. I mean, you don't take that guy at five. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's always it was
1: a weird year though that after you know there just wasn't it wasn't that strong of a draft to be honest with you and and the, where it was good we already had we were locked in uh, like for instance um, you know Christian McCaffrey I bet we were going to take Marlon Humphrey at 18 and he <laughs> went of course Baltimore picked him at 16 of course so it's just stuff like that Baltimore yeah, uh, had the happened. weird injury OJ Howard was totally overrated so I think we came out of there alive and we got solid players and we of course did very well.
2: Uh, after the first round
0: gosh man we keep looking at these and it makes me just like kind of sick to my stomach but again like you said we have a good roster and we are in a better position than we were before so that's the that's the important thing to take away from from this episode and from these picks that we're looking at all right landon what's your heartbreaker of a of a a what if that you have for us that we're gonna just regret incredibly
2: well this one's actually good for us what if travis kelsey isn't knocked out by jonathan cyprian in the wildcard game against the Chiefs in 2017. Their offense was killing us, but once they lost Kelsey, we would play Bayern in coverage more, more so than man. We were able to shut down their offense. We staged a massive comeback. It led us to believe in Mariota and give us some hope for the future. But what if he isn't knocked out on a fluke play? What if if we lose that game? What if Mariota can't lead us to the comeback? Does J-Rob still have faith in him? Do we take Lamar Jackson, who was available after that pick? Mm.
0: I love the what-if scenarios, and I hate that a what-if scenario revolves around another player's injury. But, I mean, you're right. Kelsey going out of that game, he was murdering us to get started. And him going out of that game changed the entire game and then Marcus went into Super Mario mode and literally threw a touchdown pass to himself. I remember being ballistic at that game, you know, watching the game. I was going crazy at home. We saw so many ups and downs in that game. Cemented... Marcus in some of the best moments of this franchise with that whole game you know he was blocking down the field I remember seeing him literally throw his body into blocks and then I mentioned the the throwing a pass that got deflected uh, and he caught it for a touchdown and the whole weird scenario where they were reviewing it to see if he was an eligible receiver and all that craziness but yeah I, th- I think if Kelsey stays in that game I don't think we'd win it to be honest, because they were shut down after that. You guys know that I have—I literally have a T-shirt of of Marcus from that touchdown. Uh, you know, catching his own touchdown pass. I have a T-shirt of that graphic on it. So I would be—I would have one less shirt than I do today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was one of my lucky shirts that I wore underneath my Mariota jersey for so many games. Um, you'll probably throw up, but I—I I didn't wash it as regularly as I should have. But why would I watch something when we're going through a great winning streak
1: (laughs) and I just think it all worked out because it it just kind of built towards where we're at now where we had the most exciting January I've had ever um and um and then now we have a good loaded team that's the way I look at it now I know that's probably not the right answer, but I am just like it just, even the ups and the downs just kind of make it all really interesting knowing that we've had more ups than downs the last five years.
0: Yeah, you're right. There are a lot more ups and I think there are more ups to come. So that's, that's the encouraging thing about all of this. Like we said, you know, we've got a great roster. We've got some great opportunities and we've had a lot of great memories over the last couple of years, which is kind of what we're talking about. And, you know, maybe if we make all these other picks, other what ifs, maybe those memories don't happen or maybe they happen differently.
1: Uh, i will say this there's only probably five teams in the nfl of the 32 in the last five years that have an easier time of playing this game than we do we have done well no we're you know we get excited yeah we've um, we've had winning seasons but and you know we have three playoff victories in five years that yeah a few uh, franchises have more but i'll say If we were a fan of about 25 other teams, this would not, we wouldn't be doing any laughing. Like, for instance, like, what if this the Browns and you're looking at, oh, we traded back. Oh, we did this. Oh, we did that. And uh, there are some pretty garbage drafting teams we were one of them in 2015 if you look at the mariota draft guys we didn't get another good player we were garbage i mean like we were so bad the people not that they never everything good but i don't know what it was that year it was just kind of over we had had some we weren't good but we weren't terrible like we were that year we picked mariota then we picked doriel beckham green who had a lot of issues well the, that it's uh, funny off to the that. field and couldn't process in play there were a good player. We could have had Frank Clark instead of him. We could have. Hey, had, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! That's my last what if. Oh man, yeah, sorry. Stop, cut me. No. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, like we down the line in the fourth round at the beginning of the. Is it the third round? Oh man, it's so bad what we did. We're oh Jeremiah potassi which the moment we went to training camp and saw him, we're like, what? The guy never played in the NFL. We picked him. Ah, uh, oh, it's just we picked him 66. Uh, Tyler Lockett went three picks later, so you win. The Titans were awful for a reason. And then, but that got whoever fired they brought in J-Rob. But I'm just saying like, we were a really bad team until we weren't.
0: Before you steal my thunder anymore, I do want to do my last what if. No, because you, you hit it right on the head. 2015 draft, we come away with literally Marcus Mariota and no other real players of you know consideration.
1: Is the um, what if if we had hired J-Rob a year yeah. earlier. That would <laughs> be wish. the what if.
0: I wish. We would have yeah. had a much different look. Because he's averaged
1: three or four good players a draft. That would have been great race. to have three or four. We could be sitting here with Quan Alexander, Jay jai Grady Jarrett, Zadarius yeah. Smith, all guys that went in J-Rob's wheelhouse, third, oh, fourth, fifth yeah. round.
0: Without a doubt. My what if is what if we didn't pick Doriel Green Beckham, him, which you mentioned he was a dumpster fire. This guy was coming out. And you know, what, he,
1: what did Landon call him last week? An insult to peanuts? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> he did.
0: And I mean, you know, coming out of college, this, you know, he had some issues with, you know, substance abuse and he spent sat sat out a whole season. I think it was when he was at Oklahoma. Is that right? Or, and then he transferred well, to Well, it was the thing he
1: was going to be in Oklahoma. He's from Missouri and yeah, yeah. it's something happened in Oklahoma. Then he wound up uh, back in, in Missouri. He was like yeah. one of the, he was maybe the top recruit in his high school class or something. Oh yeah. yeah he, I mean, he was, drawing, was comps
0: to, drawing comps to Calvin Johnson based on his body and catch radius and all sorts of craziness. So, we bought into the, we drank the Kool-Aid but if we didn't one guy that I really think it would have been an interesting pick Eric Kendricks he went at 45 we picked Doriel Greenback at 40 if we had picked Eric Kendricks he had he, he just in 2018 signed a 5-year extension for 50 million dollars with with 25 guaranteed but in his five years he had five he's had 532 tackles nine sacks four picks 342 solo tackles i mean this dude is a tackling machine and monster like we talked about maybe if we had taken other players it would have kind of taken away need subsequent drafts but um you know that's a guy that could have contributed day one and would have been an excellent addition to our team instead of the insult to peanuts green beckham who i think I think I remember just reading something about him recently where he's gotten, you know, obviously he's not in the league, but he's
1: gotten more legal trouble. Well, I, I hate to hear that. He was such a risk. I don't think he was going to go in the second round because I think uh, it was just a mess here. And the, the 2015 draft underscores that. Mariota fell in their lap, you know, that's one thing. But right. And you can tell if you know what you're doing looking back. I mean, they didn't hit on anybody. Nope. Nope. And, and I think uh, that, that
0: was the last Webster mm-
1: draft, Right. That was it. I mean, this got Russ and Webster fired. And, you know, yep. all you have to do is you look and say, oh, we picked D- Drew L. Green 40. Uh, Ronald Darby went 50. Eric Kendricks went 45. But Bernardrick McKinney, I mean, did you not watch any college football yep. the year before? Right. I mean, come on. Right. These guys went to big schools. They didn't yep. have off-the-field issues. Even Devin Funches, I mean, went the next pick. I mean, at least he was an NFL player. Yeah. Mitch Morse is an NFL player. We could have used him at guard. We had a joke offensive line. Jordan Phillips, defensive tackle. These are all positions in need for us. And we were just like, oh, let's take this guy who doesn't really understand football.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. A lot of misses right there. So thank God we're in good hands now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i know right or otherwise yeah. the t- 2015 draft could haunt us
2: but yeah
0: right that that's just terrifying and you know i'm glad that we did i'm glad we weren't there in person although i personally would have loved to watch marcus get drafted but i don't think he was in person right
1: oh he was in uh, yeah he was, he was in his Hollywood. family yeah
0: so i guess yeah i would have been fine if we didn't go to that we, we didn't go to that draft but i'm glad that we started the tradition of going to the draft in philly and then we went to the draft here in nashville and we had every intent and every plan to go to the draft this year in Vegas so yeah, hopefully once happen. all this covid-19 stuff is over we can go to the draft again and have we'll a Cleveland more
1: next year and see our yeah. friends and it's going to oh, be yeah. blast. take Landon to the hall of fame yeah, Landon,
0: I'm going to play you in Madden in the Hall of Fame room that they have, uh, where they just literally have Xboxes lined up. We're doing it, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's just incredible, and, and I think it'll be a great time, and hopefully we can get back to that sooner than later.
1: Just that we took a fullback, hundred and eighth in 2015, Jouson Fowler. I have to get I have to get off the internet. I can't quit looking at the 2015 draft. <laughs> a fullback. What were we thinking?
2: I kind of like Jouson Fowler actually as a player.
1: Yeah, if we would uh, make him gain twenty pounds and play defensive end, I mean, what were we thinking? I liked him too, but this—it's—it's it's two, it was two thousand fifteen, not nineteen eighty five.
2: Yeah, well, he was a really good fullback. If we were using Henry now, I'd love to have him.
0: Well, and if you remember, we actually re-signed Jalen Fowler. I think it was in two thousand, I want to say two thousand seventeen, when Henry became the lead back because. They wanted to work together and we brought him in as a fullback. He didn't really ever play, but we had him back on the roster so those two could work together, but it didn't materialize into anything because I, I also thought he was a pretty good fullback. And, you know, like you said, Nathan, that's not really the position you draft anymore, which kind of just chalks us up to terrible front office management where we could have probably gotten that guy as an undrafted free agent or something along those lines but yeah i, I like the way he played fullback he was solid but he's not he's a good pass catcher
1: though he's not very tall or long so I, I i didn't see it and of course he's never really played he's never played a down for anybody else so yeah i mean i like him and everything but yeah he doesn't fit the modern nfl he should have changed positions and or just been you know a special team guy that'd be fine but not at the fourth round Alright fellas,
0: this has been fun. You know, all of you listeners, we really appreciate you listening and we hope that you guys can look back on this stuff and laugh like us and realize that we are in better hands now than we were before. And we've got a team that other teams can be envious of. You know, we've got players that like Nathan said, you know, right now we have probably like twenty so players any other team would love. So that's the point of this whole thing. It's not to look back and say we did terrible, but it's to look at where we are and kind of look at some opportunities we could have had that'll help us prepare for the future because we we have gotten better at drafting we have gotten better at free agency and that has resulted in a better team so fellas we're gonna wrap up here today i hope everybody's staying safe you know hope you guys keep listening following us tennessee titan talk cast on twitter subscribe to our podcast and we will catch you on our next episode tighten up fellas tighten up tighten up